This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give Fine Dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, oh boy. The number one fuckboy, Johnny G from the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island, standing six foot two, 296 pounds. That's right, that number's below 300. It's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson Maine from A Star is Born. We still haven't come up with a replacement for you. Oh, is it because I immediately forget about recording this podcast the second I'm done with it because I have goldfish brain? Uh, abortion is healthcare. Thank you, sir. Thank you for reminding me that, Jackson. That is important. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur's actually in the living room because that's where my wife is, and he can't even hear his name being said because he's an old dog. Not my brother or my son, as some listeners of the podcast think when I shout out Arthur Gabris. Also, also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios via remote from the far reaches of outer space, currently touring Dark Matter, it's Matthew Star. <laughs> that's that's the exact energy I want every every time I come out into a room. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I I just do wrestler intros for uh, mm-hmm. uh for you know job interviews and shit. Just get everyone all hyped up so the room as, is the room is hot and ready. Like yeah, as somebody who strictly ran like cross country and was a swimmer, like you never get that intro. You never get that kind of energy. You know, I swam this morning. I, I hit my laps mm. at the WeHo pool. I'm a I was captain of my high school swim team, Belmore oh Medic, Central High School District Squad. Back what were in, your <laughs> I uh, I did uh, the fifty free, the hundred free, and uh, the breaststroke, and then in relays uh, did those ver- like because we had we had two hundred IM, which was like my favorite event. Of course, that doesn't really <laughs> exist past high school, but that's like just doing fifty meters of breaststroke or fifty yards of breaststroke mm-hmm. or fifty yards of fly is just like you feel like a champ. <laughs> uh, I also I also loved the IM, but I was the exact opposite of I was more distance swimming and like backstroke and butterfly. Oh, um, but you would have I- you I'm I'm sure you would have beaten me because I always lost it to people who were good at breaststroke. In that, I, third, yeah, you but I, I'm not good at the IM. I was in the medley relays, mm. which was the hit, which was the because mm-hmm. that, that doesn't the 200 uh medley relay, I, I think, is not in the Olympics because it is just like 
It's yeah. bana- It's all 400. I think 400 is the medley relay now. It's did like you swim crazy. in meters or in yards? In yards. You swam so, yeah, so did we. No, I okay, also yeah. swam in yards because I thought it was just like backwater Ohio shit of like... <laughs> Uh, like every if if a school had their own pool, like my school didn't have our own pool. No, um, my poor mother. I had this like revelation the other day. Like my brother's like, I'm talking to him. He's like, I got fucking uh, flag football with one kid, baseball with the other kid. I'm like, this is reminding me that Joanne, my mother, used to drive me to swimming before school. Yeah, was your uh, swim practice was, before school? Yeah, because I was like really committed to it. And my mom would go to the YMCA because we had to drive to a YMCA that was like 40 minutes away from. We had to drive to the Freeport Rec Center, which is like two towns over. Yeah. Um, And uh, she was the high school or she. Yeah, she's retired now. She was the high school librarian at the time. And we would get to school and I'd be like soaking wet. And then she would go into the teacher's lounge and microwave a Jimmy Dean sausage sandwich for me. Oh, um, oh that and that um, is really good for you. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, but also, God, do you remember how much you could eat? Do you remember how much you could eat when you were swim when you were like doing swim practices? Bro, we would get to school. I would stop and get. I mean, I'm, I was swimming on Long Island, so once I could drive myself, I would like mm-hmm. race to the bagel store and eat like a breakfast sandwich and a bagel with cream cheese before mm-hmm. school, and then have like school lunch like three hours later or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember the first time after, and this has nothing to do with space. We're supposed to be talking about space. Um, I remember yeah, the that's first what I'm time saying. after. Get, just get into yeah, it, man. You, well, uh, let's, hey, look, I could tie yeah. it together. Being underwater is as close to being at a, like, it's, <laughs> trust me, I, I've, I've gotten to scuba diving the last few years. You do feel like oh, a wow. spaceman when you do it. You do feel like mm-hmm. you're soaring over the surface of some foreign planet. So, you would if you had the opportunity would you want to go to space yes you would yes i have like a disease or a condition or a psychologically broken in which the idea of just doing something i haven't done before appeals to me like just having the experience of something new excites me i'm a box checker i think it's because of stupid shit like podcasting and improv i want to be able to be in conversation someone being like yeah space i'm like you know i actually fucking went to space hey you know i actually (laughs) was captain of my high school swim team you know i actually am a scuba diver i've already done it eight times to you and we know each other (laughs) (laughs) um like space to me and we're you know we're talking specific about eclipses and all that but like space to me i i love learning about it i love seeing pictures about it but i have no interest in going there and so for me, that means it's like a lot like Burning Man. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I there's don't... another thing that I'm, I'm yeah. rapidly getting too old and too cranky and too tired to go to. But I want I'm dying to try it. So I've been to a regional Burning Man. Um, <laughs> oh, excuse us. <laughs> I know I've been to I've been to regionals. I didn't quite make nationals in, in Burning Man, but I've made it to regionals. And I'll that's tell just you like what, eight guys with bicycles in like a fucking weird park in Ohio. <laughs> uh, it was in. Uh, so this was early on. I, uh, I'm now married, but we, we, I had just started dating my wife and it was still in that zone of the relationship where it's like whatever she says. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm down. Right. Like, <laughs> And she was like, oh, we're going to go to regional Burning Man. It's called Love Burn. It's outside uh, Miami of Florida. And so the way she sold it to me was like, well, you know we'll be sleeping on the beach and it's it's so cheap and all of this stuff and then you get there and it's not the beach it's a straight up trailer park in Fort <laughs> Lauderdale and we like slept on the parking lot cement of this and it's so expensive because you have to bring everything it's like it truly is like going to space because like it's 
pack in, pack <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah, it's pack in, pack out. And uh, it was one of those times where you meet either like the coolest women you've ever met in your life or like a guy who's like, you see that bird? Yeah, that bird's a drone from the government. All birds are drones. <laughs> um, oh, weird dudes ruining environments? Yeah. No way. I, I, I'm ruining social situations? I can't picture it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first time I think anybody in earnest ever told me about the blockchain. And oh. uh, I blocked I, uh, that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't call it, I don't count that a positive. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. That's something I've always been intrigued by is Burning Man. Like a friend of mine told me he went, he's like, yeah, I did this thing like the human car wash. I'm like, what was that? He's like, you like walk through naked and they scrub you with like mobs and brooms. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I've done that. And what he's leaving out is that you're not alone. It's not yeah, like no, a you're in like where, a row. Yeah. Yeah. You, and so it's like, did I want to see everybody's dick that we were in our camp with? Like, no, I didn't. But also you don't want to be the guy who's the new boyfriend who's like pouting in the tent while everybody's naked getting, you know what I mean? So it's right. Like, and you're sure. like, also, like, I probably yeah. can use a rinse. I can use a shower. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's either that or like the fucking trailer park shower. So sure, I'll go to the place where they douse you with Dr. What's Dr. Bronner's soap. And then uh, they dry you off with like leaf flowers. <laughs> yeah, with leaf blowers. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Burning Man, I'll say, is something that, like, it appeals if you have money. That's who is interested in going to Burning Man because it's a place where it's like, money doesn't exist. And you know who, like, wants money not exist is people who have money. (laughs) Yeah, they want to cosplay as, like, it's fun to be. And even those people who are cosplaying as being uh, no money, they are staying in, like, the elite section, the VIP. And that's the only way I'm going to go is if I can go to an air-conditioned trailer when I want to go to sleep. (laughs) Like that's that's the only way I'll, I think I could do Burning Man at this point in my life. I'm like a little too old for like, and I'm not gonna be there like you know in fucking weird you know circle jerks and shit because of my uh, my monogamy <laughs> bullshit. Uh, so right, uh, <laughs> that's actually where I learned uh, I learned that like my monogamy is like is like very much a part of me was uh everybody was doing certain substances i don't know what the deal is on this podcast i'm allowed to say they were doing molly um or whatever <laughs> yeah you can uh, talk about <laughs> but the basically like uh, uh they did it and then a woman walked up to me and she was like are you having fun and i was like oh yeah i'm having a really good time and she's like can i give you a kiss and i was like no thank you <laughs> it's like i'm here i'm here with my very casual girlfriend and it's like oh yeah this is uh, it really it really solidifies your monogamy going yeah, yeah uh I solidify my monogamy in dreams when I almost hook up with like a fake random person. And I'm like, shit, I don't think my wife, I can't do this. My wife, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, no. And like, then there's a part of me that's like, isn't this a dream, dude? Just fucking finger Florence Pugh, won't you? <laughs> I straight up had a dream where I kissed Florence mm-hmm. Pugh and she said, that was nice, but I'm not even bi. <laughs> that's what she said to me. And I was like, copy that. <laughs> I think I pushed her all the way away from men. <laughs> wow, that's we could talk about that. I feel like uh, for ninety yeah, minutes, just the, yeah. Where I does already, that lead? Yeah, I already yeah. talked to my therapist about it for way longer, so don't worry. <laughs> but don't you get mad? Don't you get mad when like you bring something like that to your therapist and they're like, "That's nothing. Let's talk about this thing." Instead. Yeah, it's like, like that's nothing. It's like, why are you so worked up? I'm like, because of the dishes in the sink. He's like, okay, well, that is like something you need to attack. That's something you need to be processing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so talk to me. So you got, you are doing, uh, a show you you've done before, uh, yes. a, a one man show or stand up, but you're mm-hmm. doing it 
you're doing a tour on the path of an eclipse. The one now people are maybe people have heard of this because I heard someone saying like there's a big party in Austin uh, or in Texas somewhere for it, mm-hmm. and then a friend of mine who has like an Arkansas house is like we might be mm-hmm. in Arkansas because that's in the path if you want to come out for it and stuff. So yeah. talk talk to me first of all. How do you get into? I'm a science guy myself. I've been a big fan. Right. I was a biology major for one semester. Uh, <laughs> then I switched to TV, film, and radio. You know, you're old mm-hmm. if radio is in your major. <laughs> um, so you're talking to an English major here. So <laughs> okay, great. There is, there is hope for you. Um, the way this happened was. You do speak actually, really good English, by the way. I want to say. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, before I went to Ohio State, didn't speak a word of it. Um, <laughs> Um, and I've lost all other languages now. Um, <laughs> Bummer. Uh, but no, the uh, so basically, this is a show that I created in like 2017, 2018, kind of to impress the same woman who is now my wife. Uh, ah. Basically, like um, she was uh, helping to run, or she was running. She had founded a, a comedy theater in New York called Caveat. Oh, and, familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so they were like, "Hey, we want to do this nerdy comedy thing." And I, as somebody who you know, uh, maybe you you are more successful and talented improviser than I am. Uh, but you reach kind of a point where you're like, I wish I could make something that lasts for longer than 25 well, minutes. Preaching to the choir, like something that <laughs> I could get better at. <laughs> like- right. <laughs> um, and so I basically was like, I said to her, I could write, I could write a half hour of stand up about dark matter. So I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the the science of it or anything like that. My last name is Star, so I've always had like a affinity to astro- I took astronomy classes. I, right, right. I, I like astronomy. I've always been like an amateur uh, enthusiast. Oh, if you ever have a kid, you got it. You can refer to him as the Star Child, and that's pretty <laughs> exciting. That's that'll activate some Burning uh-huh. Man freaks. Oh yeah, um, uh, uh, boy. You know, the, naming a kid whose last name is Star is it's like tempting. The comedy side of you really does. You could do anything with that. Yes, you know? true. You're kind of fucked there. It's like uh, Ringo. This is, my, <laughs> this is my daughter. This is my daughter, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Shooting. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, like, I, I developed this show. And my thing is also, like, I'm not a comedian. I did a lot of improv and sketch. And I used to do stand up in my like, college. But as like a 30 something person, I, I was like, I'm a straight white man. I'm really sensitive to the idea that there's a lot of other straight white men who are just kind of doing stand up and just adding to the noise of things. And I was like, <laughs> if I'm going to do a show, I want it to be like an actual thing. And so I developed a show called Dark Matter, which is half stand up, half science. And I went through the process of interviewing a bunch of like science writers and astronomers and cosmologists so that if you came and you had a PhD in astronomy, you would still you wouldn't like be like that's. It's not like when He's you watch wrong. Star Trek and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that's not what red matter is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, um, right, right. That's cool. And so, but also, it's. Uh, I feel like you probably experience this too when you talk to scientists. You're trying to make a joke, and they're like, "No, that's wrong." Like, you can't. They can't deal with the fact. Like, I'd never dealt with this of the words. I had I'd always been using them interchangeably, like galaxy and universe, and they're like, "No, those are two very different things." You know, Gal- like uh, the universe yeah. is made up of galaxies. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Um, or okay. things things like see and observe. You know what I mean? Like, well, you Ooh. can't say see. You have see is just the visual spectrum of light, but we can experience these things in any spectrum, and so you have to say observe, and it's like that's going to make telling the joke really clunky. Yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. Well, I I did a I did a like a limited series for uh, Stitcher mm-hmm. back in the day called uh, The Layman, where I talked to scientists and like dumbed down everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I felt a lot of that. I'm like, so would you say it's kind of like, and I would find some like stupid ham-fisted right. analogy that I thought I mm-hmm. was helping me wrap my head around it. And they would be like, no, not really. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. but you see what I'm trying to do here if you want to help me a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you so... don't want to dumb down the thing you've dedicated 10 years of your life to? Oh, that is completely fair. <laughs> uh, so the other person who runs Caveat, his name's Ben. Shout out to Ben. He's a particle physicist who also like happens to be a good storyteller. And he's the person who, as I was developing the show to begin with, I would like corner him and I'd be like, I have a joke. Does this make sense? And I would tell him whatever shitty joke I'd just come up with. And he'd be like, he's like, this works. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's like, that all, actually, yeah. the science is good there. It's just not funny at all. You're like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Back and to the yeah, okay, cool. All right. Mean. I wasn't right, really asking note, that, yeah. but uh, thank you. <laughs> um, and so basically the like zenith of this show before was I headlined the British Science Festival. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the dream. Which I think I, That's yeah, like whatever the dream little boy of every, dreams of. <laughs> and also, you know, what comedy club owners are thrilled to say he when you try credit. to get yeah. yeah from the British science that he's neither British nor a scientist. Um, uh, and so then I was all set. I was like, oh, the show's done. I'm all set to record it as a special in April of 2020. Oh, um, best laid plans <laughs> of mice and men. Hell yeah. Uh, and so after that, I was like, oh, the show's dead. Like the show, it, you know, I did it. It was fun. You know, I basically got to tell people like, I did this fun show, but there's no good video of it anywhere. And then a few months ago, the person who ran the British Science Festival, her name's Yvette. Shout out to Yvette. She's working very hard for now. The, Sci- the Simons Foundation was like, there's a total solar eclipse. Would you want to resurrect the show and perform it along the path? Because we're trying to do all this programming along there, which is like. So cool. Famous, uh, it's, yes, but it's also like. Things that are supposed to be triggered by an eclipse are supposed to be like prophecies. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, like it's a it's sort of goes against what like if I can lightly throw the word pagan around. Like I feel like yes. the eclipse has like roots in pagan history. Like and you're like Burning Man and eclipses pair better than like a uh, intelligent right. thirty minute. <laughs> the email the email you want to get is like the eclipse is coming. You have to get on a plane to Brazil right now, Doctor <laughs> right. Jones. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> um. The email I got was like. How'd you like to go to Little Rock, Arkansas, and do and do a stand-up show that you haven't thought about for four years? Um, uh, at best, at best, it's like, oh, we know that firebenders lose their firebending on the eclipse. Like, right? The that's eclipse the thing, and, only thing I know, and that's uh, right. Coming soon um, to a live action on Netflix. Curious how that'll be. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous. Uh, not that we again, we could spend we could that spend could be a whole other episode talking, talking yeah, to Airbender because yeah, yeah. that's one of my yeah. favorite shows of all time. Same, and uh, that's a joke. Like that's a joke I know I can make with you that. Again, I, I think I, I think when this airs, I'll have just been in Little Rock. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about firebending on stage. But I feel like the audience isn't going to be there for it. Who knows? You know, who knows? Anime is weirdly popular, even like uh, yeah. light kids anime. Uh, yeah. But but it is a weird email to get to do that. But would you say what like what other life could the dark matter half hour have? You know, sure, like right. where you're like, actually, um, this is one of the few perfect times for me to be doing this. If you were willing also, to book this specific. And also it's like the end of the show, like the show was kind of, it's about, it's half about science. It's half about like, I went through a breakup and then like 10 days later went on my first date with, with Kate, who's my wife now. Yeah. And when I was doing the show before we were just like dating, we had maybe just moved in together and it's like, now we're married now, like right. the show's about that. So it's like, it's nice that I, I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to, to do like, more. Like the shows it a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, the, uh, what, so, and like a, so go ahead. Yeah. How, had, what did you know about? Well, first of all, Give us a little fucking one-liner on not the show, but what is dark matter, first of all. Cool. So this is like literally like the first line of, of the show. It was one of the first lines of the show. But it's also like the first thing that when you sit down for that interview, like with an astronomer 
and you're like, cool. Talk to me about dark matter. I want to need to make some jokes. I need to just like, you know, this will take a couple minutes and I'll, I can turn whatever into comedy. Right. And this, this, uh, cosmologist looked at me and she was like, um, well, the first thing you need to know about dark matter is that it's not dark and it isn't matter. And I was just like, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> is it like antimatter, um, which is another phrase I just know from like video games. Right. And it's comics? not, it's different yeah. than antimatter. It's a different thing. So basically dark matter is this like, uh, invisible is the wrong word because it's non-luminous it just doesn't interact with light but basically it's what astronomers and cosmologists think is holding the entire universe together right okay um, <laughs> knock that, on like, wood that it, it right holds, yeah. that, like basically like when you watch when you measure a galaxy's mass based on how much light it emits you get one number and then when you measure that same galaxy's mass based on it's like how fast it's rotating you get a different number and so the reason that we think dark matter exists is because something that is giving that galaxy mass right yeah. yeah and we don't know what it is um, but like, it's only called dark matter cause nobody has discovered it yet. Um, does that make sense? That like makes total sense. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like a code name for it. <laughs> so it, that's obviously never been seen, but has it been observed? So that like, they can observe evidence of it, but there's been zero direct detection of it. And there's been like, it's, it's, this is what I like about science. This is what I like about space in general, um, is there's still a lot of room for people to be like very passionately wrong. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, uh, that's kind of what I like about science is that like, right. and you, you can change your mind. You can be convinced yeah. otherwise. Um, and so honestly, this is a, a weird thing that I would say like, yes, keep writing. There should be more weird comedy shows. There should be more comedy. Like comedy doesn't just have to be the same stand up set over and over again. That's why I like doing this show, but also like there is a weird stress that comes from, I get like alerts on dark matter from like, oh, it's science.com or all of this. And every time it's like, does this disprove dark matter? And it's like, right. oh God, oh God. Can you wait? Show. Can you please wait till yeah. May? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, but yeah, the, uh, that basically like, it's the, it's people who are like trying to figure this thing out and nobody, nobody's been able to yet, but like, Basically, the, the leading experiment is to try to direct detect it, that they're like trying to create a, an environment where they can see it. Right. And so uh, they like built a laboratory under a mountain range in Italy because like their thoughts are that like if it's under mountains, then all the other shit that we can detect can't reach it. But dark matter can pass through whatever. And so they're like basically trying to like catch. So, uh, I think uh, I think Ben described it this way to me. It's like they're basically like trying to catch an asteroid like in a pie pan. <laughs> um that like that you just like put in your backyard like hoping it just like hits that exact thing and so like they're using like ultra radio pure liquid xenon which is like really hard to come by it's it's they're using so much of it and just like not, xenon is a noble gas <laughs> oh there mr wizard easy <laughs> something easy. i remember from the periodic table shout out mm. dr parla greco my chemistry teacher <laughs> um but yeah like it's been it's been it was really fun to I like there's an enjoyment to it, right? Of like to to be to figuring out how to communicate this thing to people and have it also be funny and and enjoyable. Like also there's a weird kind of ego thing too for me of like I wanted to see we don't share a single thing in common with dark matter. Like it does it's not made of the same stuff we are. It's not it's not comprised of the same stuff. It's like comedy is all founded on can we connect? Can you find a connection to it? And I was like, oh, what if the show was about that? Like, can you, can I make people feel something about this thing that we have literally nothing in common with? 
Um, so come see the show. Maybe we'll see if I did it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm already connected. I'm already ready to be mm-hmm. fucking full dark matter. <laughs> Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last few years, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to this and it sounds a little different, it's because I'm not recording from my normal studio because I'm on the road visiting family and dealing with some family stuff. But guess what? Guess what happened to me this morning? I still got my Athletic Greens 1, my AG1 in because... I got the travel packs, baby. These things are a godsend on the road. So I know even though I'm making some bad choices because I'm sliding into some old behavior, I can wake up in the morning and make a good, fresh choice by pouring myself. Just one scoop mixed in water once a day. Boom. It's got me feeling energized, focused, better, nourished, stronger, and ready to take on the day. That's because I get my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. Powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I've talked to you about this. Boom. It's an easy step. Now, uh, tomorrow morning, I got, you know, I'm going out with some friends tonight while I'm visiting town. But tomorrow morning, I, I know I'll reset and start my day as healthy as possible. I started my day today as healthy as possible with AG1. So simplifies my daily routine, helps me get vitamins in first thing in the morning, and helps me get water in first thing in the morning. So if there's a product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've been partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs. Those will convert you in a heartbeat. With your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash mighty. That's drinkag1.com slash mighty. Check it out. I guess this is like not the right question to ask scientists, uh, but mm-hmm. the question Which I want to ask is, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. is why? Like, why do we want to, like, why, why are we, we studying? Well, yeah, why why study it? So Because, like, are there, like, a- right. possible applications for time travel and <laughs> energy, uh, 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 high-speed travel, whatever, you know, like, uh, obviously, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of finding out f- in – not just for myself, as I've said before, box check or whatever. Right. I'm a big fan of scientists finding shit out because, uh, except that it seems like everything we find out we use for like weapons and surveillance now. But like, right. if we could figure, like, I love hearing like during the space race, the pencil, you know, like all these like things, right, 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 right. ballpoint pen, like all this shit gets like invented. And you're like, I, I love that just progress of knowledge and like pushing boundaries. But what, what, what could possibly, what are people excited about or what are scientists excited about around dark matter? So it's definitely different than like the superconductor stuff where it's like, oh, this could lead to clean energy and all of that of like, basically it's like, it's the, it's the origins of the universe is right. why they're studying it. Um, <laughs> and so there's not like a direct application to it just yet. Um, it does have implications because basically like, uh, and again, this is all stuff that you'll hear about in the show, but like basically we can only see 5% of the universe. Right. We can only yeah. see and by see, I mean, observe. I mean, like, actually, like we've only we've only identified five percent of the materials of the universe. Right. Like um, so that that matters. all called baryonic matter. There's a name for everything that we've identified. It's called baryonic matter. Twenty five percent is dark matter. The other 70 percent is dark energy. 
and we know even less about dark energy than we know about dark matter. Like, okay, okay. The, now I, I'm yeah. a big fan of fantasy novels and and you know, uh, swords mm-hmm. and sorcery. We're starting to get into like they've harnessed the dark energy. We must stop the Lord <laughs> Sapuru. He's on the top of the mountain uh, harnessing dark so, energy. It seems it seems so nefarious. I mean, I know that's uh, media has done that, and dark energy is. Um, so I was, I have to do like this, this tour is happening because there's going to be a total solar eclipse. I was just thinking about this today that like all of the stages of the eclipse sound like a novel that has like a crossbow (laughs) on the front of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, it's like, uh, I'm looking at this. And you're uh, touring, you're touring with Bonnie Tyler, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler, yeah. <laughs> Once again, and she's going to play Total Eclipse. Look, there's heart. an eclipse. Uh, we got her. <laughs> you know, we might as well use her, baby. <laughs> she wrote, uh, like, she um, writes like songs like Dark Energy and shit. Like she's trying to mm-hmm. just stay in the fucking uh, dialogue. Yeah, oh, she's sorry. like, uh, uh, she's like Brian May, who is like uh, from Queen, who like there's is an, an actual physicist. physicist yeah. yeah, but she got it after the fact. Yeah, she like wrote the song first <laughs> and then went to school. Um, but like for an eclipse, it's like all of the. <laughs> This, I'm at a website, I was looking at a website by the American Astronomical Society, and they're like, here are the stages of the eclipse, and it's sharpening shadows and deepening darkness, shadow bands, emerging corona, and it's like, good lord, like, <laughs> scientists, scientists are, like, they're very good at naming things. Um, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> until they know what the thing is, and that's, and then once they discover it, then it becomes, like, the Higgs boson, and it's like, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, and then, you know, Higgs and boson are, like, high-fiving. Mm-hmm. And no one's like, are you guys the Higgs boson guys? No one ever says, wait, you're Kreb of the Kreb cycle? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, imagine being like, uh, I got that that restaurant hostess of being like, um, excuse me, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, the Hadron Higgs. of the Large Collider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dr. Hadron. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard of me. Uh, yeah. That's that's fucking kind of exciting. Like I love exciting and terrifying shit. You said something really cool there that I want to uh, connect back to yeah. other shit. You said yeah. we've only observed like five percent of the universe. Yes. You know, there's like an uh, st- a, like a meme or a, you know like a one liner f- quote unquote potential fact mm-hmm. that people say that the ocean on Earth is yeah. as discovered as our outer space. So you're beginning to scuba dive. Yes. Right. Um, a question that, uh, my wife and I talk about, but also I think it's just a fun thing of like, which would you rather do like explore the deepest part of the ocean or go to space? Which would you prefer to do? I think they're like wildly more similar than we think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with like how little we know about the deepest parts of the ocean. Like that to me is so interesting because it's on earth. You know what I mean? Like space seems like oh yeah of course of course we're not gonna know much about what's going on out there but it's like this is you know you go like 70 miles off of greece and you're like we have no idea what's down there <laughs> you're like wait you don't like, i live to, here to, <laughs> and like to keep to put like just how little we know about the ocean i feel like we can justify by the fact that like the meg exists as a movie yeah as like the justification is like we don't know what's down there so there could be big sharks or like well, not um, to get all fucking weird, but uh, this is, uh, you know, my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. A lot of people who believe in uh, the extraterrestrial community, like mm-hmm. they believe like that Atlantean myths and stuff is because yeah. of ancient species that have landed here and potentially 
have learned yeah. to live at the bottom of the ocean. Like, we don't know if aliens need oxygen. If they yeah, live off of, the, like, they could be sucking nutrients from the fucking bottom of the ocean. That's the abyss, living, right? That's yeah. the premise of the movie The Abyss. Um, oh, one of the best. If <laughs> Listeners of this podcast, if you haven't seen The Abyss, it's, early, Truly. it's, it's an amazing fucking movie. James mm-hmm. Cameron. Oh, I just rewatch it and fucking cried at the end. It's oh, so it's, awesome. And it's just like, it just kind of keeps happening. <laughs> Right. And, and it's really like kind of like you're like, oh, what is this? movie? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then you're like, oh, I didn't realize this is where it was going in like a weirdly yeah. positive, enlightening fucking direction. It was when James Cameron was still actually like making movies that weren't just like people want to know what the Navi's tales are like. like yeah. Um, well, that, this this movie, that movie like set him down. He's like one of the. F- pioneers of deep sea exploration now (laughs) like he's inventing fucking things like when he was making the titanic he like he's constant he held off on making i'm sure people have heard me like rail on about jim cameron so much i'm obsessed with the guy he's made dozens (laughs) of my favorite movies Uh but he held off on making avatar because he the technology isn't where he wanted it so what did he do he fucking invented invented the technology he made he's like it's got to be like like that's yeah that's like when when that's your guy making sci-fi movies, you got to fucking mm-hmm. trust him on that. If he's doing yeah. sci outside of his fi, like that's a pretty solid James guy. Cameron, he's a he's a triple threat, directing, inventing, acting on Entourage, right? <laughs> right? Like oh yeah, fuck, dude. Right. <laughs> that's how I first got got to know who he was. <laughs> um the uh no, I think that that's uh, uh, like the abyss is you're absolutely right and like boy, just TikTok love to show me octopus stuff. Of like a lot of people believe that uh, octop. I, I just thought it was like it should be like octopods is the problem. It's not octopi. There's a, a, a whole person was talking to me about this on TikTok. Um, it's like the it's it should be octopi, but it's not really. It's like that they are like aliens. That like they probably are aliens. Um, because they're like too intelligent and like right. and too evolved with like camouflage ink, like the ability to like live at the bottom of the sea. Like they have so much power, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like that to me, it's not my greatest fear but it's probably my largest fear is giant squids right where it's like i get it you know like there's a uh it's like something out of like a dan brown novel where it's like my fear is that like i would like escape from like a boat that's sinking and i'd be underwater and then it's just that moment where like all of the giant squid is just passing so like it can get its beak and eye next to you but it's got so much above it right, right. you just feel like um, you're rushing past a building or some shit and then all of a sudden it yeah stops and, the and then all of a sudden winks just, at you <laughs> right at that point that's when i open my mouth and breathe in water it's like yeah, i'm I, dead i i don't want to survive anything algon take me away i'm ready to fucking die right here i get right. it i get it uh well the deep sea creatures like the shit that they're finding like fish that live without light like or marine life that live without light is right terrifying like they look crazy they're like blind they have like those big white milky eyes and like all the fish and shit that have their own bioluminescence yeah all that shit is so fucking eerie like oh this animal makes light and then it's like oh some deep sea plant plants can live off the light off of animals like that's fucking yo god be tripping dude <laughs> and I think it like you're not wrong to compare deep sea with space because like that's also what's happening in space is now that we have like the James Webb telescope and stuff like that up, um, they're finding like weird galaxies. <laughs> what, what, like, what what's the Webb telescope? Is that it's called it's called the James Webb telescope? Yeah, and so okay. basically like it was it's the replacement to Hubble. Hubble yeah. got us through a lot, and then the James Webb just went online like a year or two ago. Um, and it's basically like going from like 
standard def to, to like HD in space, I think. And they and that's been like that's the one where they're like, whoa, we've discovered another galaxy with very similar uh like atmosphere right. to ours and stuff like that. Or yeah. like the picture of the black hole that went around. Yeah, or they, yeah. they just took like a really crazy picture of Neptune where you can see more of it than ever. Um so fucking cool. That's the other thing right. I love about science. Uh and mm-hmm. like especially at you know, yes, there are huge discoveries. But right. just like to compare it to football for any of my mouth breathing listeners, it's like gaining a yard is gaining a yard. You know what I mean? A better right. picture of Neptune is a step towards the touchdown. Yes, of course, right. we're not getting like an alien leaning his head out and waving in front of the. But like every step we take uh, is closer <laughs> to something fucking radical happening, you know? Um, but it's also like science is tricky because you have to be careful who you listen to. And it's like the scientists, the smartest people. This is something I also realized interviewing people is that it's like they're not willing to make statements that are probably 99% safe to make. Right, because they are scientists, and I love right, that. But whereas, like, fucking Joe Rogan or whatever Or Neil deGrasse like, Tyson, even. Yeah, or, yeah <laughs> honestly, not as different as maybe you think. Um, I, um, I, I, I tend to think they might be a little more similar than we all want to admit to ourselves. Yes, uh, it's like they're w- much more willing to like make these statements that are kind of, and so that's why you got to be careful. And when you get into space stuff, that like yeah, talk to like find out. Uh, Inverse is a great website, or like you know, read from like the Jet Propulsion Lab. JPL is always releasing cool things. Uh, part of the um, one of the coolest things I did at the Layman was go uh, w- get a tour of JPL and oh. inter- interview uh, uh, a rocket scientist who was working on like the Mars rover. Yeah. There was a minute where it looked like I was going to get to do Dark Matter at JPL. Oh, um, if any JPL heads are listening, fucking book. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, book up I, just based on the guy's name is Star. For fuck's sake, you got <laughs> the the fucking company wide emails right themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New star um, discovered, <laughs> Matthew. But also, it's like also like as a comedian, I I must be fucked up to be like I could give a shit about the comedy store. I could give it. It's like I want right. to perform at JPL. You know what I mean? <laughs> But like um, that's uh, that's funny you said because again t- tagging back to my box checking shit. But like, mm-hmm. what I've learned with the level of my career is that I'm never gonna be a fucking millionaire. I mean, I rent an apartment still, even though I've been on TV for like ten years. So I feel like I'm never gonna be a big millionaire who gets to do like all crazy shit in his life. But if my work gets me invited to shit that I like, right. y- here's the thing. I don't have a real desire to hit up Little Rock. I don't even have a real desire to go see a solar eclipse. But if I got to go like do comedy along the path of the solar eclipse, you're not going to catch me turning that down because that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So all that shit appeals to me. So I totally get the idea behind like, do I want a Netflix special or do I? I mean, yes, we all want money, but like, (laughs) or would it be exciting to go to JPL and do and comedy for? And ultimately, like, first off, I feel like you're you're uh, one. I disagree with you that like you're so extremely talented that I have no doubt that something you're going to get something and <laughs> it'll happen you know eventually I mean? as the business yeah. before the business crumbles I'll get a little something I know right but also like your travel like doing a travel show you know better than anybody that like going to Little Rock or going to Bloomington I'm going I'm going to be in Bloomington I'm going to be in Erie Pennsylvania I'm going to be in uh, Worthington Ohio and Cleveland and Rochester that it's like uh, in Austin Texas for the eclipse that like um, you go to these places and it's so much fun. To go like you were on you were on UCB's touring company, right? Yeah. And that's what's worth that's me too. That, yeah. It's like worth it for that reason. Like just to see. Right. I mean, I was, you know, taking a 
two connections to go from like New York to Florida <laughs> so that it would cost UCB like 80 bucks. And That's I would right. stay in share in a hotel room with like a, with a snoring Neil Casey. But <laughs> I did get to party at the University of Central Florida. And uh-huh. I saw, you know, I've I've seen like, I've been to like 44 of the states because of my mm-hmm. stupid comedy career. <laughs> uh, I'll say this about an eclipse, about the, the, the total solar eclipse is uh, eclipses happen fairly regularly. Right. Like there are There's always who- there seems to be always something going on like. My my wife is kind of you know an astrology yeah. witchy type woman, so she's constantly like, "Did you hear tonight is a partial blood moon?" And it's like, and then three days right. later, it's like, "Dude, it's a it's a harvest moon." And then it's a couple of days later, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the first night that the moon will be blue in the sun's eye or whatever. And it's like tonight, it's like the moon's gonna hit your eye like a big pizza pie. I think it's called amore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering how you end up a comedian who does comedy about space uh i'm a capricorn so yeah <laughs> i get go. it um but like I, I was just looking this up that like the last time there was a total solar eclipse in little rock uh, it was like 1918 like in ohio in like toledo ohio and like cleveland in that area it was like 1806 that it's like if yes you could you could travel and there are people they're called like umbra files or something like that there are there are eclipse chasers um, oh, that's which so awesome! I, let's let's write that movie. Like, please, can you and I? We're gonna write the the Twister, but for eclipses. I love um, that. Just the, the Burning Man of like pseudo scientists shooting around the right. country. We got to get to Rochester, man! Quick, <laughs> we got to save Bonnie Hunt. You're just like yeah, Bonnie I, Tyler, yeah, not Bonnie. Hunt. <laughs> uh, Bonnie Hunt would be great in it. She'd be yeah. great in it. She's attached. Um, but it's like it really, uh, from what I understand, I've never seen a, a, a total solar eclipse. I thought I had, but I think it was an annular eclipse, and it was in Ohio in like '94. And that's um, something. And that's the thing. There's like all kinds of variations of eclipses, right? So yeah, a total solar eclipse is when. Um, the moon covers the the sun entirely, and an annular eclipse is when it happens in the butt. Sorry, um, the, uh, <laughs> no, the, the annular is like when it's there's still like the ring of fire around it. It's yes. like it's not quite blocking out the whole sun. Yeah. So, is this one of those you got to look at it with like the slit glasses on? No, it's a total solar eclipse, so it's like you you need the glasses to begin with, but then once it covers it, you you can take the glasses off. And you oh, can just because look. the sun is you're not looking directly. The sun's, at the sun. Yeah, the sun, like apparently. I, from what I've heard and like talking to people, I have friends who have seen it and they, they've been talking to them about it. It's like, it is like a primal experience to experience uh, a total solar eclipse. Like you'll go and people like plants, animals start freaking out. Like you'll, from what I, from, uh, do you, actually I'll just name, do you know Jeremy Bent? You know Jeremy yeah, Bent. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, he was telling me about it and he was like, and he's such a smart, talented, I love shouting out Jeremy here. He was like, he's like, you just start shouting. You won't even know why. Like, you it's just, just like, you're start just like... shouting. You don't even know why. <laughs> It's a perfect for the <laughs> listeners who don't know Jeremy. It's a perfect Jeremy. Yeah, yeah he's got a super deep voice. Listen to Mission mm-hmm. to Zix. I think is the name of the podcast yeah. he's got. Uh, Shout out Mission to Zix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I can only imagine. That seems so appealing. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I don't fully understand why it happens uh, in different places, kind of days apart or whatever. Like, because your tour, it's not like your tour is like seven shows oh. over eighteen months. It's like you know. <laughs> But also, like, I'm not there on the days of the eclipse. Like, the eclipse is one day. The eclipse is happening in one day. I'm just touring along the lead, along the path and the lead up to the eclipse. So, like, the eclipse is on April 8th. Um, oh, okay. And it's going to okay. go over everybody then. Like, yeah, that would be nuts. If it was, so, like, the, yeah. on April 8th, the people in Austin and Rochester will be able to see the eclipse. That's right. Um, at slightly different times, but yes. Right, um, yeah. And, that, and right. that's what, that's the path 
it's not not everyone on April 8th can step outside and see it. Everybody in America will have like a partial eclipse, but the path it's called the Path of Totality, which go to uh, in the path of totality.org. That's the Simons Foundation's website. That's where all the stuff for my thing is. Um, but in the path of, to- it's called the path of totality. And so that is like going up through like Texas, Arkansas, um, I think Indiana, a little bit of Illinois, a little bit of Ohio, uh, Pen- like top of Pennsylvania, top of New York into like Maine. Yeah. That it's like, it's kind of just like going right up through like, and so if you can, yeah, go to little, go to Arkansas to see it, come to Austin uh apparently there's a big party going on in austin that i'm i I'm I, I just to. got yeah, invited yeah. to that that's why when, oh, really? when when you told me about the show i had just gotten an email from one of my uh, uh former guests of the show david bienenstock uh a host of great moments in weed history believe it or not he's the guy to let you know about <laughs> eclipse festival <laughs> uh but he was like uh i'm gonna be going to this if you want to go i'm like this actually sounds pretty fucking radical <laughs> yeah um i think it's uh if you're in austin let me know i would love to uh i'd love to to hang there because yeah, i think well, it, i think it's going to be a yeah what day are you performing on april 8th in any of the cities? on april 8th like yeah in i think i i think we're just about to book this i'm performing at fallout theater on april 8th uh at like 6 p.m like right after the eclipse yeah oh um, cool cool mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're around let me know you can come you can come perform yeah, uh, let's go me. i got fucking dark matter material <laughs> i got antimatter uh <laughs> Uh, dark, uh, dark matter again, just saying that is fucking badass. Like, it's, right? uh, yeah, um, it just sounds, it does sound like comic book shit of like, he's harnessed dark matter. Well, we have to stop him, you know? Like, <laughs> it is, uh, and that's kind of the fun of it too. And that's why I like being, I think science should be, we should be allowed to talk about it without having a doctorate, uh, right? Yeah. And as long as you're speaking correctly about it, I think, and like you do the research and all of that, I think that's good. And we should, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm discovering anything, but it's so fascinating. And also like, it's, I think it's just better when people are willing to like, try to learn right. new things. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I find it to, I love learning new things, even if it does like rock my worldview a little bit or, you know, right. could change my mind about a few different things. But that's why I just love fucking he- finding out about all. I mean, that's pretty much the reason. What is uh, me, what but- is your yeah, sorry? What is your TikTok algorithm show you? I am not on that website at all. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, um, I can't. I like can't your- do it. My Instagram yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. you page is. I'm interested in science, but it's mostly women deadlifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's activating me, my heterosexuality more than my uh, intelligence, uh, for sure. Uh, hi, like, yeah, Instagram <laughs> also for me, like the For You page, it's like a, a genre of Instagram that I like to call like too much boobs, not enough shirt. Right. right? <laughs> Where it's like, so that algorithm's working great. No complaints. That's yeah. fine. I'm not against uh, this. But, this is not exactly what I want to be looking at in the line at the bank. But, but like TikTok, <laughs> uh, I love TikTok. I think TikTok's amazing. And the reason I like it is because I don't know anybody on tiktok and i don't want to know any- i'm now posting videos on there because of the tour right but like i don't if i see a friend's video on tiktok i generally give it a thumbs down because <laughs> it's like i can see your stand up on instagram i can see it on threads or whatever and so like you it's really good if you just tell it what you like and so for me it's showing me a lot of like dogs with jobs um love a found- dog with jobs okay real quick yeah. before you go to anything further yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. obsessed with Newfoundlands, those giant uh, uh, dogs that are very good at swimming, that have like weird genetics where like their paws are webbed and that mm-hmm. their hair doesn't uh, is coated in this kind of oil that doesn't let water s- saturate it and weigh them down. 
And right. so they're used, and they're good in uh, cold weather. They're used as rescue dogs, like with the Coast Guard. And I saw right. videos of them helping out, and they wear little goggles, like masks. And it was the <laughs> most. And a new, by the way, if you Google right. Newfoundland, it is kind of like a sm- will, yeah. small bear, and like they are giant <laughs> dogs that can swim really well. And then I saw one with like fucking like a scuba mask on, jumping mm-hmm. off a little raft to go rescue someone. I. Lost my shit. Dogs with jobs rule. And I don't know if you but mean also, like Richard Scarry no, that's exactly, style, that's a, like that, they're commuting that's, no, that's, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, oh, I'm talking more of like dog driving an apple for a car. No, the, um, no, the uh, 100%, like, that's exactly right. Of, But imagine you're that person who's lost at sea and you expect you see the chopper and you're like, okay, I got it, I'm saved. And then it's a fucking dog. I, to me, I would a little bit be like, Oh man. <laughs> well that would, it would just be a little embarrassing, right? A little right. bit of like, uh, oh, thanks, dog. Here's a treat. Yeah, yeah. yeah the dog <laughs> Yeah, the dog had to save me. <laughs> Wait, something f- I've been like obsessed with this story of something that happened in LA. Mm-hmm. We've been having like uh we're recording this in early February. We've been having like mm-hmm. insane uh rain here. Uh we have a tropical river sky or whatever. Yeah, an they atmospheric call it. river, yeah. An atmospheric river. And mm-hmm. it's caused the LA River, which is normally, if you've seen T2, shout out Jim Cameron, is just mm-hmm. got a trickle of water down the middle. Now it's like a raging class five rapids at, at, at the right. peak of rain. A dude's dog got mm-hmm. in there. He went in to rescue the dog. And then the LA Fire Department, the dog got out on his own. And then the guy had to be rescued by like the LA Fire Department. Like, had to be like airlifted out of the LA River and shit. And like, that to me is like, just imagine you're the dog and you're like, oh my God, John, you fucking idiot, dude. I told you I'd be out of here in no time. I was fine. I was exactly. fine. Yeah, relax. You get all worked up. Oh man, that is 100% me. I'm the guy who's like, well, I had to save the dog and the dog gets out fine. That's like, okay, well, well fuck. Like, <laughs> um, honestly, I, I saw that and I was, uh, I immediately, I saw that story and I immediately was like, boy, this is like what The Rock does in San Andreas. Yes. Before, <laughs> before the earthquake starts. Um, yeah. That cool, like, we're firefighters, but also elite rescue guys. Oh, okay. Right. Of course, The Rock is. Uh, although I think if you're like six foot six, 285 pounds, they don't really want you in helicopters. <laughs> um, I just finished. So this is why I think like there's no way you're not going to end up a millionaire because like they keep making shows like Reacher oh, where please. Uh, I can't wait until like, I age myself into being a dad TV writer or actor. Like I love, I'm obsessed with those shows, and I don't even, I don't you, even like season two. <laughs> how are you? Like how are you not on Reacher as like? little reacher you know what i mean like, <laughs> how am i not getting like my knee kicked in by reacher when i go like is this bitch with you and he just like kicks me in the fucking dick and punches my head off i i fucking which, love that which uh uh if people listening that don't watch reacher though i feel like there's probably a pretty decent reacher probably got a probably big fan yeah. diagram of the of the yeah. shitheads and uh, uh reacher watchers the reacher, reacher rounds know, as they call themselves yeah <laughs> dares to ask the question what if the incredible hulk was also a master detective it's so funny Um, he's a genius he's a total badass mm -hmm. he knows everyone he doesn't want to fuck women but when he does Mm -hmm. they love it yeah (laughs) it's it's funny uh both of us being writers it's interesting that sometimes your hero doesn't need a flaw yeah no he could just be fully moral all the way to the core kill everyone be justified retroactively that everything he said was correct and like (laughs) did you watch season two Oh yeah, I just I honestly just finished season two today, and my joke with it is every time my wife comes in and sees me watching it, 
I look at her and I go, they're this close to telling me who Reacher is. Like, <laughs> I still don't know. We're going to we're gonna solve the mystery of who is Reacher. It's like he's this giant man. But, we're obsessed. Uh, we're obsessed with it. Uh, and I don't like season one was truly enjoyable, like cla- good, mm-hmm. like like the old Incredible Hulk show, like roll yeah. into town, do, solve a crime, roll out of town. This one mm-hmm. was a little much with all the special investigators. But the highlight yeah. scene for me was like, what was his password? His password would have to be something uh-huh. he respects. It's like we only have three tries. It's like the New York Mets. No, uh, da da He loves this guy. No, he's like, you're not gonna like this, but try mm-hmm. Reacher. And the guy's <laughs> password, who used to be in Reacher's unit, was mm-hmm. Reacher. And it's like, oh my god, can we just? pump the brakes a little can we just but now i kind of like how much they just go in where you're like i yeah. don't even fucking know who this show is for at this point <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know who it's for i don't know other than it's for me i've watched i've watched two seasons i mean it. it's obviously for uh, me i've watched all 16 yeah. hours that they put out <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, i there have is no time fun. to get any of this creative work done that i want to get done but i have watched uh, all of reacher <laughs> same man well you're preaching to the choir there my my scene. Reacher to the choir. Yeah, you're you're, re- you're reaching to the choir. <laughs> I don't know if you do t-shirts, but that's the t-shirt. Um, the uh, the <laughs> the scene that got me this season where I was kind of like, "What do you?" I you know, I feel like all of these shows, you reach a moment where you're like, "What are you doing?" Like, "What are you doing with your life?" Yeah, fuck um, yeah. relatable. <laughs> to me, it was the the scene where is it is it? It's not Michael Chiklis. It's um who was the new york detective um you know who i mean the bald the bald new york detective in season two who he's oh oh uh, dominic lombazardi uh also known as herc from the wire is how i still refer yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. um so he goes to his boss and they have like an earnest 9-11 scene yes um (laughs) which it's like i honestly as i was watching it's like oh this show you know i guess the book came out maybe in like the early 2000s and maybe they were being true to the source material but i was like this show's taking place now right like yeah he's like you know your father did all this after uh 9 and it's like 9-11 that's 20 I, years look, ago no, 22 and i'm years also ago. not saying it they're not still that they're, they're, they're not heroes i'm not saying anything like that <laughs> right, but right. also <laughs> but also it's like just to see like an in earnest 9-11 scene Fuck. That's how and you know, he gets that's a how fucking dad TV. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, Reacher doesn't trust him until at the funeral when there's a sniper attack. He like protects the kids and he's like, "That's when I knew you were a real one." He's like, mm-hmm. "We're not done yet, Reacher. We're fighting when when this is all fucking over." And it's like, "You what?" Yeah. Uh, the the best scene in the uh, season two is when Reacher walks over, kicks the front bumper of his car, and hits the, makes yeah. the airbag that go was off inside. Yeah, that, the show it it somehow it's uh. Because did you watch Bosch? Sorry, this is also uh, dude. I am fully, yeah. fully uh, caught up on all dad television. If like, <laughs> if like... you live in Middle America and your dad is always talking about a show, I've watched it. Bosch, See, I've watched every episode. Even Bosch Legacy, which really oh, falls off Legacy hard. Yet, oh, you're yeah. not missing much. I do not want to be mean to creatives that are busting their ass out there, but yeah. Bosch is exciting. Maddie Bosch is a little less thrilling of a main character. <laughs> I do think like all of these uh, these shows, I find that I I enjoy them because I as much as I love Succession, as much as I love uh, True Detective Night Country is on right now or whatever. All of these shows are like so fucking stressful to watch. Yes, that like I can't eat lunch. 
I can't eat lunch and watch this show. Whereas you can turn on Reacher and you're like, you go and you microwave something, you come back and just somebody's dead and you're like, what happened? Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Reacher and Bosch will just never die. Yeah. So like, you don't have to worry about it. Bosch is right. really funny when they flash back to like, he was a, he was a Navy SEAL in Afghanistan. It's like, he still would have been like 48. And they show him, he's like, got like gray hair. It's like, I don't think this guy uh -huh. should have been at war, dude. He seems a little old for this. <laughs> uh, no, I, we, I, this is a Bones household. We love Bones. Oh, um, hell yeah. I don't the the network ones, you know, like the ones that like oh, you gotta watch Monk's Blacklist, like, yeah, NCIS, yeah, Blacklist, like yeah. yeah. I don't watch mm -hmm. I don't watch a lot of those. Uh, but I do watch like anything that's like a ten episode dad show. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Uh, and Manzukis uh, uh, is a big fan of them too, and he's always texting me, like, have you watched SAS uh, on uh, MGM Plus. I'm like, I guess I'll get it for seven days and, and watch. Uh, I watch Gangs of London on AMC Plus. That's a fucking if, good one. Yeah. If, if we're name dropping our friends who book more than us, Zach Cherry is that person for me. <laughs> they are uh -huh. informed. <laughs> they are informed. Zach Cherry uh, and I are talking about Monarch on Apple. Oh, um, I watched uh, almost all of Monarch. I started to get tired of it. I got a little. It got same, like. Yeah. I, at one point, this is how I. And I get a little stoned when I watch TV sometimes, but at one point I was what? like, I was like, this is really confusing. I must have missed yep. an episode. And I jumped back an episode. I'm like, no, I didn't. I just don't understand what's going on. I truly thought I watched something out of order. I was like, and I'm not that's, like, d that's not normal for me. Like, I usually understand pretty much what's going on in TV. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I will take an edible one. Also, like, I'll also get stoned and watch this. And I'll just sit there and I'll find myself and I'll go, what are we doing? What are we? And she's like, "What are we doing?" And I'll just—that's how I know the show doesn't make any sense because I'll just be like, "I don't know." So that's so young Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell is the, the same person, but I know they're but it's like their real life father and son. And, and Anders like... is young John Goodman, and is he? And then it gets to be like, oh, they are the grandkids of Anders and the Asian woman, but Kurt Russell is playing older Wyatt and he would and be he's the like grandpa 140 yeah. yeah like he would um, be like 90 years old or and also I, I think I've read an interview where they were like yeah the math doesn't math but come on we got Kurt and Wyatt Russell on the same show and you're like okay yeah hard to argue yeah fair enough and also that's how you know it's just a tie just because we're looking for connections here maybe like that's how you know we know so little about the bottom of the ocean is because we can have a hollow earth theory I know, whole, like that's the a whole King fucking Kong, thing. Godzilla, <laughs> and nobody's like, "Come on, we know everything the trench, that's down there, you, right?" Yeah, the, the like, trench. Uh, that's um, what Pacific Rim is, right? There's like a trench that the uh, aliens travel to. I mean, that's a different. That's a different. Pacific Rim is maybe a perfect movie. So, like, I um, rewatched it like a year ago, and I'm like, mm -hmm. "This movie fucking slaps. It's fucking yeah. good. It's really it's so good." good. The um, dumb conceit that it takes two people who have like a connection <laughs> to operate the Jaeger is so uh -huh. stupid on the page <laughs> and so brilliant in execution. Uh -huh. It just makes it so it just takes it's a, a slight tweak on the mech thing. And it just adds like a way that two characters can have a relationship right. that isn't just we're giants in a suit. Yeah. And Fucking also awesome. like. And when we do it, I get to see your memories is right. such a like simple, it's uh, <laughs> such a simple storytelling like we thing. Brain that, yeah. mesh or whatever the fucking they use mm -hmm. some crazy ass expression. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. I forget the term of it too, but yeah, what a great movie. Uh, uh, um, speaking of Pacific Rim, where can people show up in kaiju suits to see your <laughs> shows? <laughs> um, so that is the dress code. You have to come in, in your number one kaiju suit. Um, so oh, I guess they, the, their uh, Gundams or yeah. mechas. 
The kaiju is what they fight. <laughs> Excuse me. But they're Jaegers yeah, but in all, that Yeah, they're Jaegers We all in that watched show. that movie, and we sided with the kaijus. Um, I, I was like, come <laughs> in and fucking wipe us out. We don't deserve this. Sorry, Charlie Day. <laughs> Sorry about it, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Both the, Charlies, um, your toast. Yeah. From Charlie to Charlie. No, uh, so all of the, the details of the tour are at MatthewSStar.com slash Dark Matter. Um, well, that's in the show US, notes. Yeah. That's in the show notes. It's so you can notes, just pull yeah. it, pull up. The, uh, um, but also, like, come out uh, uh, again performing. I think this is coming out after Little Rock. So hopefully I saw you in Little Rock. Um, but uh, Bloomington, Indiana is on March 11th. Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania is March 21st. Uh, Rochester is March 22nd. Cleveland's March 23rd. And then Worthington, Ohio is March 27th. And then Austin, Texas for the eclipse on April 8th. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Live it up, dude. That sounds so fucking awesome. Check out uh, Matt's stuff. He's a funny fucking guy. And uh, if you're in any of those cities or near them, at, at least go watch the eclipse. If not, also yeah. go see Matt's show. <laughs> as much as I want you to come to the show, and the show really is a very fun time. And there'll be like local openers in each one, too. Like, I'm excited to, to get this. It'll be a very nerdy, fun time. Um, That's cool. But truly, if you get the chance, go to inthepathoftotality.org as well and find out where you can see the eclipse. And it also has resources there for like, can you get eclipse glasses sent to you? Or like, um, what do you need for like, I've got my eclipse glasses right fucking here. Um, it's a podcast, so you can't see it, so you just have to believe me. But, oh, like, cool! I've got they look glasses, like the yeah. old school 3D glasses, like the UCB tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, UCB logo. <laughs> it's not just a tattoo. <laughs> do you have a UCB tattoo? No, but Eric Capel has it on his arm. That's what, and he right, was right. the first guy I knew to do that, and maybe last. Although, actually, randomly, I was in the sauna at my old gym, and a dude who I didn't know had the UCB tattoo. And I would, yeah. and I was kind of weirdly. This is, uh, you know, self-centered. But what else is new about me? I was kind of like, if he has a UCB tattoo. He knows who you are. He has. To, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this guy right. must know who I am if he's got the tattoo right. of UCB. I've been fucking. I've been there for 20 straight years. <laughs> that's humbling. Oh, I got yeah. put on. I, mean, I got to put on a Harold team in 05. I'm on 19 years of performing there rather regularly. <laughs> the very first you were at the I think uh, you law firm was at the very first Harold night I ever performed. I ever went to. I ever saw. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. I've been performing Harold since you were uh, waking up, driving 40 I, I minutes was, to go swim. I, I was, yeah. I was four years old. Yeah, now the, uh, I'm, I'm now 20. The uh, <laughs> I love dark matter. <laughs> I love dark matter. It's about, you know, it's about struggling as an adult, which I've been for two years. Um, <laughs> I, run a, I run a pilot writing class, and I've, I've read that script a lot. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, that sounds about right. That's always a good um, first pilot for people. Uh, well, um, Matt, thank yeah, you for uh, taking the time. You're a true oh star. Uh, oh, my gosh. How does he do it? it must <laughs> be... <laughs> he must be reading the Zoom uh, name <laughs> as he says it. <laughs> Uh, you're a true star. That can't be right. Uh, <laughs> no, I read that wrong. <laughs> Hold on. Mm-hmm. You're a true Matthew. Much better. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, um, thank she- you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and of you in general. That, oh yeah, um, this was so much fun. All right, thank you so much. And uh, as for me, shitheads, you know, uh, check out Action Boys the podcast. Check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die on Max. Hopefully, still by the time this comes out. Who knows? Ever they're selling it for parts, pulling the copper wire out of the walls over there at these streamers. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world 
where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. See, I see. It's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.